Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Without Podca- Without Context podcast, where the cream always rises to the top. Oh, yeah. It rises to the top. Oh, yeah. He just always yeah. rises. Right. <laughs> it's like, is Macho Man's like, like hand? He like slide a hand to the, the little coffee cream where it was, that was like my, that's like my favorite promo growing up. Just the, like, like seriously, <laughs> I, I'm just still trying to figure out exactly how he did that. That's <laughs> in the wrist tape. He just, it's just like he just does it and it's just flawless. I love it. Yeah, does so, it like three times on me on Mean Gene's head too. It was great. Yeah, so let's just uh before we continue talking about Macho Man. Let's just uh this is my friend X. He's gonna be our guest uh, with us today. I've known X for Hello, everybody. probably the better part of a decade now. And mm-hmm. really cool guy, uh one of my big wrestling friends that I have. And um Haley is out for Assuming the next two weeks, uh, getting married. So we were going to have a excellent today and another guest on next week. Congratulations! I'm sure she'll appreciate that. And uh, mm-hmm. just kind of do the guest episodes like we did last time. But uh, with X on the show today, uh, we're going to actually have a wrestling episode instead of the explaining wrestling episode that we had with Haley a few weeks back. <laughs> I will um, say, explaining wrestling was extremely fun. But now we get fun. to talk like and now we actually like, get to uh, talk about marks that we are. Yeah, we get to. Talk about wrestling, you know, uh, how we got into it, what we love about it, thoughts on, you know, the current environment, uh, current stars, oh stuff boy. like that. So, oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> boy. And uh, it is probably going to be uh, probably a little less than an hour long compared to our usual episodes. Uh, we do have stuff to do after the recording today. So hopefully uh, it could just be a nice hour long uh, conversation about wrestling. So, yeah. Always fun to talk about things that uh you know we all can relate with. Usually it's like, hey, a few of us know something and the rest of us are like getting the the like feedback about it. But now it's like, oh, we all have something to contribute today. Right. So. I, I, I do really like those episodes where I do like I feel I can feel everyone else's passions about it. So it inspires yeah. me to like learn about it. And then like the anime episode where you guys all a- recommended me animes. Uh, I think one of you recommended Love is War, and I watched it, and I'll, I'll talk about it later when we have another chance to, like, talk about the animes that you guys recommended me. I think uh, your we'll, uh, we'll one comment about another time. I think your one comment about it was, I don't want to watch an anime where I should see two people constantly edging each other. <laughs> like, I think that was, <laughs> like, one of your, I think that was one of your comments about it. But, uh, let's, uh, start Get with X. Later. You know, just, uh, tell the audience a little bit about yourself, how you got into this hobby of ours that we call wrestling. Well, um, I've been a wrestling fan for almost 35 years, so I'm kind of telling my age here. I started with the rock and wrestling era back when Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Randy Savage, um, Brutus the Barber, Beefcake, all those guys were pretty much prominent. Um, obviously, like, uh, pure 80s, hmm? like wrestling, pure 80s pro wrestling, rock and like, wrestling. Uh, yeah, also, you know, on the NWA WCW side of it, where it was Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes. You know, Nikita Koloff and yeah. all those guys. And Surfer, Surfer Sting before he changed Surfer, over to Surfer the, Sting uh, with the Bart, <laughs> Surfer Sting with the Bart Simpson haircut, you know, because yeah. he had that long. The shock, and then the, the shock master. The shock master. Oh, God. Best debut Ooh. ever. <laughs> Best debut ever. I'll, that's still a classic moment. Um, uh-huh. Like I said. Uh, but yeah, I've been doing this for 35 years. I got into it because, you know, my brother, he was a pro wrestling fan and, you know, I would just watch it with him every day. Uh, we would just like do moves and stuff in our bedroom and you know piss our parents off, and that's what we did. Um, but yeah, 
I, I enjoy pro wrestling. I love it still to this day. I love every aspect of pro wrestling from storytelling to um, how they do things, entrance music, all that stuff. I the love whole, pro wrestling. Yeah. The whole theatrics about it. The whole theatrics of the deal. The pyro yeah. and everything included. I mean, I'm just Hell a yeah. huge pro wrestling fan. I think uh, we've called it on the previous episode, Deco, we called it a jock theater. Is what we mm-hmm. called yeah. is what jock pro wrestling can be. Jo- oh, jock ballet. You know what I'm it's saying? Like, ballet yeah, jo- a jock ballet, jock theater, I think is the best way to describe pro wrestling. It's theater, but it's as if the football players went and did theater. It's like the young and the restless, but with steel chairs and tables. That's really yeah. what it is. That's <laughs> it probably is. the best way to describe, you know, to a pro re- uh, a non-pro wrestling fan what pro wrestling is. It's basically an episode of the young and the restless. But they fight and hit each other with steel chairs, tables, <laughs> and whatever else is on the, the ring that's planted, ladders included. It's, it's interesting that uh, – so, like, Jim Ross in, like, the Attitude Era, where, where my most of my expertise comes from, uh, it, he used to say something to the effect of, like, well, it's not ballet that they do out there, when it, in reality it actually is, like, very close to ballet in how they have to hit their steps, how they have, you know – very injury prone and if you you're injured you're out for a long period of time it's very it's actually more similar than you know but it's just one of those things where it's like uh ballet is like the the feminized thing and we're not uh, we're not for the women's even though we're all oiled up and chiseled and good looking and like half naked half the time you know so yeah yeah. Yeah. i think people don't consider that a lot in wrestling i don't think they consider it's like how much of like a choreographed thing that it is most of the time like some a lot of times you know a lot of wrestlers are experienced enough to just kind of go with the flow and read the room and you know kind of build up moments and you know all the other stuff but a lot of it is like all right we're going to do here's the big spot we're going to need to hit here's the next big spot we're going to need to hit and i mean the refs in there subtly telling them time it's like hey you guys are at you know 10 minutes like they're keeping it all on go they're keeping it going so there's a lot actually going into everything in pro wrestling is really managed you know like even and i found this out you know maybe a few years ago even how they run the ropes okay is severe is managed you know because there's a certain number of steps they have to take before they turn around and just bounce off the rope you know and and the way they memorize things and put it together in the ring i i i'm just you know amazed at it because i probably couldn't even do that for two minutes Okay, yeah. but the way my mind wanders at times. So yeah, I, I've definitely watched, like, noticed how they do. They almost like one two step before they hit the they hit the ropes. Yeah. No matter how close they are to the ropes, it's like step, like, step one two step step. step, step. Yeah, you know. I think that's why we see in like such success on a lot of wrestlers leaving the industry to go on to Hollywood is because a lot of their wrestling career rock is acting. Like a lot, it's a more physical acting, and. um I think that's like probably one of my favorite things. I mean, that's the thing is like in the 80s, they were because there was no widespread communication. They were really good about the this is real. These guys hate each other. This is a real fight kind of thing. And then uh, stabbed in the 90s when it all kind of blew up in, you know, everybody's face with the whole steroid scandal with the WWF before it became WWE because they lost to the pandas. Um. Uh-huh. And it was like they had to come out and say, you know what, this is all booked, this is all planned. You know, these guys are coworkers; they don't hate each other. And I mean, you still have a lot of these older guys still trying to keep that sense of kayfabe going. But nowadays, like people know, so it's like just enjoy it for 
the spectacle that it is now. Just you enjoy know? it for what it is. Yeah, because um, I think a lot of that has to do with social media these days, nowadays. You oh, know, because like a lot of it is, you know, I would say, and, and this is like within the last ten or eleven years, because I think before, you know, two thousand, I think before twenty ten, you know. Pro wrestling wasn't as prominent on social media as it is now, you know, no. and back then, you know, you can get away with a lot of things like the prime example of what you were talking about earlier was, um, uh, I think, what, what was it? It was, um, Rick Rude and Roddy Piper. They had this, um, they had a feud going on. This is like in the late eighties and they projected across the screen. Uh, they, they projected the, the OJ chase. Yeah. They projected the yeah, OJ Bronco chase yeah. as like a segment on the Roddy Piper like coming to the arena. Yeah. <laughs> like And then on top Yeah, I remember that part. Yeah, that was the one with Gold Dust, but the one with Rick Real was uh, it was like a a Sunday night episode of WWF where they just went back and forth for two hours, you know, just arguing with each other. And how Rick Rude just said at one point, I'll come into your house. Oh, you know, I'll get your wife to make me a steak. I'll put my feet on your couch. And you just get the you just got the impression that these two really hated each other in real life. But we couldn't tell back then. But you see, now social media has just kind of like ruined the whole mystique of pro wrestling because you know now that, you know, these are characters and these two really like each other in real life, but they hate each other on television. And yeah, um yeah, it's just it's just uh it, it's there. So so you say that. But I'm 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 gonna put I'm gonna like challenge that that thought that it has ruined the mystique because you got motherfuckers like MJF who just like he, eat he lives into his role. it yeah there, there are exceptions yeah he had his parents at the show saying we hate him too like with the sign I saw that I saw that interview that fight TV interview I'm like he's probably a really good guy but I think any time he's in a public light he has to be who his character is. I think he, he wants, gimmick, brother. he wants yeah. to embrace that old school style of this is who I am. Yeah. And yes. keep in mind that there are, there are exceptions just like him who tried to keep that going. Okay. Cause even when he's making like appearances, some odd years. Yeah. Cause like he just keeps it up and he just, you just don't can't tell if he's actually a dick or not. So he keeps that up so well in public and I commend him for that. And, but uh, yeah, uh, I think recent years Undertaker has like finally loosened up and has been talking about more behind the scenes stuff. I mean, he's lived mm -hmm. that kayfabe role of his from, you know, day one at SummerSlam to when he retired. And now he's like finally talking about like behind the scenes stuff. From 1992 to 2022. Yeah. Yeah. Almost exactly 30 years. 30 years. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I think, I, know, uh, I think. He he wrestled for a long time, and but you think like Dustin Rhodes, I think is like the first wrestler to be wrestling in like four different decades. Yeah, like just from and like the guy looks like he's never lost like a step. It's no. absurd. I mean, I, I'm amazed he could keep that up for that long because I remember, but and I remember Dustin funny. Rhodes. He uh, when Dustin Rhodes when he debuted, I was a kid. All right, and I was like, what like the early 90s he debuted in wcw and he, he had he debuted know, in wcw he was numbers. wrestling he was wrestling in uh end of the nwa the nwa that's what at, it was i think at like okay. 17 or 18 yeah like, as soon as he as early as he could he was like tag teamed with his dad and everything and if you want to talk about like longevity like he's been everywhere he was in you know nwa 
He was a WCW, WWF, slash E. He went to Impact for a period of time, even though it wasn't a great run. And then he started hitting, you know, the indie scenes and all that. Now he's back in AEW. Like, this man has experienced every twist and turn of wrestling over the last, like, 40 years. Oh, man. He's he's done it all, man. Uh, like I said, he, he's a talented individual as well. He's and on top of that, he's been offering advice to a lot of the people backstage. So, God know there's like a couple of people in pro wrestling right now who I think are a wealth of knowledge. One of them is Dustin Rhodes, and the other one is William Regal. And I, I'm pretty oh, sure, sure you ask even one of them about what to do in the ring and how to build character and stuff, they could probably, you know, tell you that off the top of their heads. Yeah, I, I didn't like. I didn't like Wheeler Yuta all that much. I thought it was like, whatever. Now he's associated with like Brian Danielson and John Moxley and, and William Regal, who, like you said, all three of them know how to play a character. Now I'm like, oh, this guy's, you know, this guy's pretty good. And uh, something that's been coming out is uh, Moxley and Brian have been helping him, like, you know, get better at promos and stuff like that, too, because I think that's something that uh, a lot of current wrestlers lack to a degree like unless you're just naturally talented at it back in the 80s and 90s you know you had to know how to wrestle you had to know how to talk if you didn't know how to talk they gave you a manager to be your mouthpiece if they wanted to push you but like nowadays a lot of it is because of all the indie scenes and you know not a lot of you know eyes on it a lot of times it's just performing and it's just wrestling and you get people like moves you get people like ricochet who is great in the ring but like from what he's had to do in like promo work, it's been a little lacking at times because I don't think he's actually taken the time to talk to people to improve on that side of what wrestling is. Also, people think it's just what can you do in the ring? It's you no, know, you have to know how to talk, you have to know how to, you know, present your character, also. Yeah, but keep in, but, but keep in mind, a lot of those guys when they come off the indies, you know, they aren't used to doing that stuff. Okay, they just go on there and they put on matches. You know, they cut very little promos. It's like, once you get to, you know, major leagues in WWE and AEW, you know, you are on camera almost every other week. And I guess you have to start presenting a character. And for the most part, those guys just, they, they're doing something that they're not used to, but they're learning along the way. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and what were you saying, Decker? I was going to say, like, and you remember, like, just like, Maybe the year before Ricochet got hired, he had that really good match in Japan um, with, uh, with what's his name? Will yeah, Ospreay. with Osprey. And then they did it like three different times at the exact same spot, like four different times in their matches, just because it's a hype ass spot. Yeah. And um, and and like he goes from that and the huge pop that he gets, but now he has to work on doing that every single solitary day he doesn't get several months off he has to every day be working like at least some time working on his character like what will my character do in this in this case what will my character do in that case and so on and so forth and it's a whole different beast from being able to do the most hype spot the most talked about spot in like 2018 or whatever it was to being uh a rest like being a, a performer i think what that comes with is the fact that with bigger promotions, you know, Impact, AEW, WWE, you're not on TV every week. So trying to get a character across is increasingly difficult, especially if they don't let you like, you know, make vignettes or anything like the old WCW used to do for a lot of people. Like they'd have a lot of pre-recorded promos that played between wrestling. It wasn't just always in the ring kind of commentary. 
a little um, picture in picture in the 80s but mm-hmm. you see these people that are like it's just a wrestler like that's all they are they're just a wrestler uh somebody like Stu grayson who was just let go from aew despite being one of the core like dark order figures because at the end of the day compared to the rest of the dark order he's just a guy like uh alex reynolds john silver they got over as a tag team and you know they're hilariously comedic in their segments with like anna jay and all that evil you know being kind of like the defuncto leader right now has a character like coming out in that aspect and then uh 10 and 5 are just over like 10 is the most over wrestler in that whole group i i like that 10 took uh what's his name's old gimmick of like the 10 thing and has actually gotten over with it (laughs) uh, all that compared like all that compared like Stu grayson just didn't have anything that you know stuck him out compared to the rest of them he and just kind of faded into the background somewhere. And you know, they couldn't negotiate a new contract, so he got, you know, let go. Which yeah, is unfortunately it's unfortunate, it's but he just kind one of, of those it's one of those things that also kind of rubs me the wrong way. A lot of the people that have been released from AEW at the end of their contracts are a lot of the founding figures. Like they're the first generation of AEW wrestlers, but because either, you know, they're not over or they haven't like done much or there's just no like creative behind them right now you got people like jack evans uh marco stunt uh they just got released because you know it's like hey we got nothing for you here um then you got somebody like joey janela who was there from the beginning and has built up a reputation of being unsafe so it's like people are always going to treat him like he's an unsafe wrestler. So at the end of the day, you know, he's like, hey, I've negotiated, you know, I'm I'm walking out from here. I'm going to go back to doing the indie stuff, you know, just put these guys in better hands kind of thing. He he had there was rumors of him being unsafe because he is unsafe. Like, yeah, there's a difference between people being like, oh, that guy's unsafe, but no one has proof. We watched him on television the man's unsafe <laughs> like he, he legit a, injured people on television so i get where yeah. that reputation comes from it's you know that's a, why yeah a lot of like that first generation of like AEW wrestlers i feel like they're they could be doing more with a lot of them but when you get a roster that's starting to get like this much star power put into it it's getting increasingly more difficult to find space for them which is why I hope that the rumors are true. And when Omega comes back, they introduce the trios titles. So it's like, hey, let's establish that rumor too. Let's hey establish more factions. You know, let's get some of our original guys on TV more. Because I like Sunny Kiss. I like Sunny Kiss as a wrestler. I like them as a Neither character. But they're just stuck on dark. Like they have yeah. not gotten any real TV time. Like they had a very short feud with Janela before he left. But they just kind of been you know, doing nothing and the crowd loves them. Like the audience loves Sonny Kiss, but it's like, who do you throw Sonny Kiss against on TV that isn't going to be an unbelievable, you know, matchup kind of thing. Wait, I have a solution to this actually. Put them with the best friends. Solved. Yeah, it's just uh it's like yeah. it's just like the best friends, it's like, hey, you know, it's like yeah, it's like, hey, you can come with us. Come hang out with us. Because I think they're yeah, losing. They, I think they, they're losing. They just Chris. lost Wheeler Yuta. They lost yeah. Wheeler Yuta, and I think they're losing Chris Lestatlander to more of a heel turn. Because, like, she's. Chris Lestatlander's kind of just doing her own thing. Is it a heel turn or more of a darker character for It's more of a dark character. Kind of a she's, face. uh. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely like darker coloring. If it's more of a, mm-hmm. not a full heel turn, it's definitely more of just like a tougher, you know, face now. Edgier. Mm-hmm. 
a much yeah. tougher face. But uh, I still think I still think she should be the one to beat Jay for the TBS championship. But that's just an internal thought I have right at the moment. <laughs> it's just a like, who are we getting? I think. I don't know who's like next up. I think it's Serena Deeb is the next uh, one going for Thunder Rosa's title, which I think to me, so. that's also I think that's something that they're building to. But I think because I think in Twitter, they're like going they're like hinting at it in their own tweets and stuff like that. I think they're yeah. still going after uh, Hikaru Shido right now. Uh, that feud, I think, has ended. They've done their like three matches. I think Deeb came out on top. Yeah, the, I think that, yeah, because because the blow off match was that uh, street fight that they had uh, oh, okay. a couple weeks ago on Dynamite. Fair so. enough. Fair enough. Yeah, which yeah. I think I don't. Thunder Rose is in an interesting spot right now because she is the first Hispanic women's champion in wrestling. In wrestling in north america wrestling's a major promotion in north america wrestling's been some carny shit for like 80 years at this point like yeah and they've never had a mexican-american uh she's done what has she even done a title defense has she even been on tv since winning the title like yeah she was yeah she had a match yeah she had a match against nala rose for the um aew women's world title and Mm -hmm. i think now tarina deeb is like her second challenger and on top of that a quick note um, it was Serena Deeb, if you remember last year, I believe it was I believe it was 2020 or 2021, I can't remember, but Serena Deeb was the one who beat Thunder Rosa for the NWA Women's World Championship. Yeah, so there's a history. There. There on Diamond. So there's a history right behind that. But I think it's like, are you going to take the belt off of Thunder Rosa on the second defense after having kind of a lackluster like like women's title reign? And... If that's and I'm wondering, like, if they don't take it off of her, does it reignite the Serena uh, Sheeta feud with like Sheeta interfering to like stop Serena Good. from winning it, which is probably the most logical booking decision, and that's something that I like compared to WWE. I can kind of predict the AEW oh booking because it makes sense. It's like oh. <laughs> it's like she does not she does not gonna go she does not gonna go down from a grudge match without just like with just walking away. Like that's been established as kind of her character. She's not going to just back down from it. And if you're going to play on the history of Serena has beaten Thunder Rosa, then, you know, it's like, Oh, she might beat her, but you know, I feel like she is going to interfere and that would be a logical, you know, outcome unless they just let Rosa beat her clean, which is another option. But I don't think mm-hmm. there's going to be, a DQ finish to a title match. I don't think we've gotten a DQ finish to a title match in AEW so far. Or at least the one that I can yet. remember. I don't think it might have no, been like the FTW remember. Championship, and who cares about that? Yeah. yeah. But um, uh, before we get too far off off of this train, do like since today's Wednesday, um, and AEW is going to be in like is. an hour and a half at this point, as of as of recording, yes, um. And AEW is going to be in about an hour and a half. Uh, I have the card pulled up if y'all want to just talk about the matches that they're going to show tonight as of recording. Yes, sure. it's going to be a lot of Owen Hart um, tournament stuff yes, going there on. Are which I love. Three Owen, there are three Owen Hart Foundation. I'm going to put my prediction in right now. I think Dax go is going to go. I think Dax is going to go over Adam Cole. Because really? you're having an Owen Hart match and you have Adam Cole and Dax, who are being compared as the Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart-like comparisons. And you're not going to let the Shawn Michaels guy go over Bret Hart in his brother's <laughs> tournament. 
but like, it's also that's... but the thing is adam cole doesn't need the win that's the no, thing oh no it's like he's so over he doesn't need the win but right now ftr is on a fucking hot streak Listen, they just had adam their cole... 1v1 match you know they just battled the briscoes it's just like ftr is just on a rocket great. Adam Cole came into AEW with a lot of momentum from NXT. Okay, he came in with the crowd. He came in with the charisma. He came in with everything. I don't think Adam Cole needs this win, honestly. Because Adam you Cole know, he's is gonna, always going to be in, if, going, not, if not the top tier, he's going to be in the high mid card. The high he's mid, always going to be high mid tier. He's going to be going between the two. If he's not in the title picture, he's going to be putting on banger mid card matches. Yeah. And that's why I see Adam Cole right now, because, like I said, he is going to be just fine. Okay, I don't know yeah, why everybody... Sure. On the he's end, just having fun. Why, that's the thing, like, he's getting paid, he's with his friends, and he's wrestling. He's with his wife. He's, good. he's with his he's wife, good. finally. Like, I don't think he cares about being constantly in the limelight. He's just having fun, finally. Like, he shows up, he does Adam Cole, baby, he booms, and he's good. <laughs> so and the crowd this, pops uh, like card. crazy. Yeah, so what's this card? And, all right, so... Yeah, uh, so there's that match. Um, there is Darby Allen versus Jeff Hardy, which is that's gonna be somebody's gonna, where if, somebody's gonna die. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if this match was like if Jeff Hardy was like 20 years younger, I would be all for this match. Yeah, I think um, this match this match risks an injury so badly. Um, I almost see that coming. <laughs> I, lately, yeah. Jeff's swanton bombs have been off, uh, and he's been landing like right on top of people. Instead mm-hmm. of like hitting him with like the upper back and shoulders like he's supposed to, he's been like fully like landing on people. He's been pancaking. You people. land on Darby, yeah. who's half his size. <laughs> Darby's gonna mm. fucking die. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. but um, uh, yes, that but that match is where the where Dax versus Adam is probably gonna be like a technical masterpiece because, like we said, this is the Shawn Michaels uh, Bret Hart. This is like an ECW trash match. Yeah, and uh, the yeah. thing with like no offense Adam, to ECW the thing, people from the thing like, you know, people the 90s forget the thing that people forget about Adam Cole most of the time because they think he's just like the young bucks and all that is Adam Cole can wrestle, mm-hmm. like the guy can put on a technical match. It's like if you just have to give him the right opponent, you have to give him the right time. You can't he be did like it hey, all the time in NXT. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I think between this match, I think Darby is going to go over. Yeah. Well, yeah, that 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 just makes the most sense as far as the booking goes cuz it's the yeah. younger guy. And this is another one where Jeff Hardy does not need this win. Jeff doesn't Jeff doesn't need really any more wins. All him and his brother have to do is get the AEW titles. They make the claim that they've won the division in every promotion, like every single promotion. <laughs> and Plus they can, with in AEW, they can actually afford to go to like Ring of Honor and like AAA and all these other places. And they, they're yeah. not stuck to just AEW. They can and go then, other places when those titles come back. Look at us. We have belt armor. And it's right. like, it's not even if they have a long title reign. If a new young tag team comes up, the Hardys put them over. They beat the Hardys. They beat one of those decorated tag teams in, you know, wrestling history. So I don't think they're going to put Jeff into focus with like a singles run for like a singles title. I think he's going to stick to the tag team scene. Yeah, he's uh, just like a bot. So. He's just like a Darby going over. Fill. What is yeah, he's the actual like, a like bracket of this today? What All is right. the actual and then, Owen Hart bracket? 
Uh, so well, so on the bracket, the the only one that I'm really looking at is a Samoa Joe match. They have a Joker in there, and that could be uh, anybody. It's a uh, people are people are predicting Cesaro because he's I been, would love that. People are predicting I mean, he's that he's going to come. People it's, because he's also a Ring of Honor alumni. Yeah. So Joe, Ring of Honor champion, who's my opponent? Cesaro fucking walks in unrestrained from creative he just gets to put on a match win or lose to, cesaro's just he get, he's there he gets to lift he gets to be a strong man again and just fucking lift samoa joe like he's a baby yeah or it's either him or johnny gargano which is another i would love I gargano because like gargano, gargano could just come in and work like you know a technical match with uh samoa joe and it just and samoa joe's really good at working with smaller guys so yeah he can just if come in there kill it with gargano and it but just uh be, oh, the thing is, I would like it to be is, Gargano, but I know he's going to be a family. I know he's trying to be a family man, so he'd and, maybe uh, win the one match or lose here, but at most have like two matches in the tournament. I yeah. think no, I think Cesaro has been more active on social media lately too. Like I think he's getting people talking about him again, particularly mm-hmm. for this tournament. Um, so believe, the winner. So, so the the winner of Adam Cole and Dax faces the winner of Darby and Jeff. And I think they're probably going to either give us a Dax Darby match or a Cole Darby match. So that's me. I'm fine with either one. Yeah. Um, so but uh so the other match on tonight's card is as of recording, is uh the other qualifying match is Tony Storm versus Jamie Hayter. Now let's before we start simping, Sharky. Whoever wins, whoever, whoever, even though somebody's going to lose, we're both going to, we're all going to win. Like, we're, we're all winning. There is so much cake this in that match. <laughs> so, a lot. And the, and the simping has begun. Hey, it's like, well, bring it up, man. We, I simp for Jamie and Tony. So. But, the, the, yeah. these are two, but these are also two women who can actually absolutely put on bangers. So yeah. that's going to probably be the match of the night right there. My just saying yeah. something, given you know some of the other stuff. Um, yeah. DM, um, you know, I who do who do we think is going over in that one? Uh, I, it's interesting because the bracket that that match is going to face is Britt Baker versus the Joker, who I believe may be Athena, formerly Ember Moon. Ooh, so that would be a good one. That's a good choice. The thing is, I think. It might be interesting because there's been a lot of hints lately that Jamie's getting tired of Brit to have the Jamie Brit semifinals match. We'll be down with that. Because then it leads into, you know, Jamie or Brit versus anybody from uh, Riho or Ruby or Red Velvet and Sheeta, which I'm kind it's of hoping we get a Ruby, Ruby versus Sheeta. 100%. It's like, I really want to see Ruby Sheeta just fucking destroy each other because i know oh, that yeah, they yeah. will <laughs> so you oh. you mentioned the other people in that bracket it's 100 percent ruby soho like there's no way yeah. she doesn't get out of that bracket out of that side of the bracket yeah and i red velvet against sheeta yeah, she does going over it is going over obviously yeah 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 so just, but lately also you've been seeing you know sheeta and ruby like teaming up in some matches too i think that, that's NJ, a big i think that's like a, a few clue right here trios like tag yeah. teams so there's building some history there but uh it's good i'm gonna put i'm gonna say i want to say tony because it would be pointless to bring her in and then have her like instantly lose her first big like marquee match but if they're going for a storyline 
maybe it could also work with Tony winning and Jamie being pissed off and Brit saying like the wrong thing to her or something like that. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I, you could... know, I can't believe you lost kind of thing, you know, it, like, it, yeah, they could also, they could also like go the other way with it. And Brit being like, Hey, I, I want to win this. So you, you're going to take the fall here. So I don't have to face you or the other way around where it's like, yeah, you win this match and just like, you know, Finger poke of doom, so I so I go over the next match. Well, the other thing could be, you know, Athena shows up, beats Brit. You know, Jamie wins. That would be huge. Jamie wins. Brit's pissed off that Jamie's, you know, getting this opportunity. Like, you, there's a lot of ways that you can organically build this breakup. That yeah, you could. Is being hinted at happening, but it's they, hard. Like, man. They can... I'm gonna say if I had to put money on something i'll say tony goes over because it makes sense to have her show up and not lose her first big match so the thing is, the thing is either way you cut this cake it can both lead to the same outcome with brit and jamie okay yeah. you can build the story either way with tony women or winning and jamie getting pissed off or you can just have flat out jamie winning and then her bit just have a face off or whatnot I had either to, way works i had to look at the time i was like okay so May 11th. Dakota Kai was only recently released, so I'm like, it can't be Dakota. Yeah, you got 30 so, more days. No. So I'm thinking well, like... Let's see. Depending on how, how they stretch out... Yeah, depending on how they stretch out the tournament, it could be Dakota Kai. Um, oh. if, they, if they stretch it out to be like another... If they stretch out the women's matches to be like, you know... Because I assume they're doing like at least one women's and men's match on Rampage. And then they do it again where it's three on, on, on the next in, uh, Dynamite and then another set of two on the next uh, so, rampage or however it goes. Yeah, so looking at yeah. the qualifiers, it was March 30th, April 6th, and then 20th. So a week and then two weeks after. Mm -hmm. And then same thing, uh, 1st, 8th, 15th, and then May 6th was the qualifiers. So they are spacing it out. The finals is going to be uh, this month, the 29th, for Double or Nothing. So Okay, then yeah, have... probably not Dakota Kai then. No. Yeah. So you have a. There wasn't enough time for Dakota Kai. So I'm thinking the biggest name for it would be Athena. Mm -hmm. Um, you could have anybody though from Ring of Honor, from Impact. You know that Joker could be D uh, Diona Pizarro because they have a feud between Peraza, her. And, yeah. Her and Britt Baker have always wanted that dream match. So. Yeah. It's that just like hey, boom! You know they've been talking. I I would you know, say that'd be that would be weird for like a quarterfinals match, um. But it could be just like the the t the taste test to be like. Mm, oh yeah, because I mean, if there's anything, if, if there's anything Tony Khan has been consistent of, it, he's giving us the three bangers and then the feud ends. Like it's just like mm -hmm. win, win, you know, grudge match, move on to another feud. It's very yeah. classic yeah. booking style. And also, ain't nothing wrong with it because it keeps working. And also, it seems like pay-per-views are kind of like the season finale for AEW. Where they, they are, because there's four. There's four years. They get yes. three months to build up the, yeah, all the payoff storylines. Pay-per-view happens, you know, debuts, whatever it, happened. Then the it's, following it's the reset. following yeah, Wednesday, it, hey, new storylines start. New Three feuds. months. Pay-per-view. Like, and I love it. I, I, I love it. It's, just, it's basically pay-per-views are the season finale. And they are the focal point of AEW right now because I think I would say ever ever since the Revolution pay per view where that had the exploding barbed wire match, all these AEW pay per views have been on 
point. Okay. Yeah. To I the think point that's where what I'm... burns me out about WWE a lot of the time is that because they have one every month, storylines don't have time to, don't have time to breathe. It's always one thing to the next thing to the next thing. We got four weeks to build this storyline up. And sometimes and even less than that. Because sometimes yeah. those pay-per-views are so, you know, they're like spaced out three weeks in between each other. So, yeah, nothing gets chance, nothing gets a chance to breathe. Nothing gets a chance to develop. And you just, they're just, you know, crapping out pay-per-views left and right without any bit of excitement, you know? So, and, also, and also they're kind of predictable because you know who's going to win. Remember, people, they're not called pay-per-views. They are premium live events. Oh, boy. Shut up. <laughs> Dude, the fact that, like... The fact that they can't say, you know, belt, they can't say uh, wrestler, like all the like weird little rules, like just throw off like everything about that. It's like, it's no, I'm paying for I'm paying for a pay-per-view to watch it's, somebody it's, win the world title. It's so. definitely like it's definitely like the Disney World slash land of like professional wrestling. It where is. you go, there's all these rules you have to abide by. Uh, as as a performer, and my, uh, then you you leave and you take up acting, and you're like, wow, this is much easier. My uh, friend pointed it out uh, once. It's a uh, sometimes it feels like WWE is the Warner Brothers of superhero movies. Yeah, where it's yeah. like they have they that, have they can sometimes hit, but then they most of the time miss, and it's all because of dumb things that a little bit more thought could have fixed. <laughs> like oh, a little bit more planning. Yeah. But, uh, let's get back to that tournament bracket. Um, All right. So that that that's the bracket that's happening t- tonight. Yeah. I'm gonna um, say Darby so... and I'm gonna say Dax. Yeah. I could I could see that. I think Darby. I could see Jeff going over, if only to give the next person, whoever's on the other side, whoever's the next that he would face, like a better rub. Yeah. Um, because it would be a more of a marquee than just like going out in the quarterfinals. Yeah. But they're doing a really good job, at least in the men's bracket, uh, of making all of the wrestlers that are in there, uh, like have almost an equal shot as each other. The they Joker not like standing, whoever it may be. Yeah, they all they all feel like big deals, which is mm-hmm. something I, I want. I like some of the people in WWE. I do. They are great performers. I feel like they just, if not title shots or anything like that, just give them a little more time to show people what they can do. And it's like, but every time a lot of these feuds come around, like right after I think WrestleMania, when Reigns retained, like Shinsuke came out, and it it felt like a big deal because we're like, we know what Shinsuke Nakamura can do mm-hmm. when he wants to wrestle, and then it was like Remember when he went over t- Cena, and then he's attacked backstage, and it builds up a whole new feud, and it's like they completely forget about Shinsuke, and it's like, what was the point of this in storyline then, like? motherfuckers act like they forgot about shin yeah and it's just like <laughs> but then you have all these things it's like hey we need to build new stars it's like let shinsuke go three weeks against reigns give him a scare he's like oh i don't even know like how to i'm used to like taking on people like less crazy than shinsuke and it's just like then let them have the payoff where you know it's win or lose but it's like it's always the same thing it's somebody gets fed to you know the champion very non-competitively and i think even setting up like drew mcintyre being his next big opponent 
they lost clean terrains and the Usos on Raw. So it's like, okay, so Drew's not, okay, so I don't believe that Drew can beat Reigns because he beat him like so effortlessly in this six man tag team. Well, the tag team match, uh, that's, and that's kind of where you like the difference of the suspension of disbelief comes in because like it's a tag match. Like when it's one on one, uh, and they'll say this in the promos well, when you get me one on one in the cage, you ain't going nowhere, you know? So, yeah. uh, they always downplay the six man tags and the tag team matches is like, no, 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 you, you won in a tag match. That doesn't count. You come at me one-on-one and see what happens. Yeah. So they, they like to, they like to do the six man. So again, they, the taste, they just make tag team matches and six man tags, just completely irrelevant for whatever mm. reason. And like, you know, you need them to build up some kind of a story, but it just gets bust off like 90% of the time. And I just don't like how they do that. You know, they have to have some. Uh, yeah, looking at the backlash result, it's yeah, just, it's a clean victory of the bloodline against Drew McIntyre and RK Bro, and it's just like that doesn't help because RK Bro is the tag champs right now, right? Yeah, they're the yep. Raw Tag Team Champions. You embarrass your tag team. The main competitor for Reigns, I think, is the one that got pinned. So it's like. And you expect people to believe that Reigns can uh, that uh, McIntyre can beat Reigns after you know they just get completely embarrassed by the bloodline? I mean, what? See, I'm I, I like, what I'm curious about is this tag team match though, because there's been a lot of information coming out about it, where it was supposed to be a unification match for the tag team titles. Because uh, I think the Usos are also so, ta- tag team. Yeah, right? there's a SmackDown. Yeah. They, so what I initially heard about that. Is that 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 it was never planned to be unification? They just had it there for a bit, but they were always going to do the six man. Yeah. Why even put that in there in the first place, then? Yeah, it's just I, like it's if weird. it's not the correct it's a one, weird booking decision. Then why do you put it there? Is it just to yeah, like yeah. get people no, eyes on it? It's like Yeah, well, it was because you know they unified one championship, and then they were like, "Hey, I'm horny for more titles. Bring in the other ones." Um, and that's the how the storyline went at first. And, and they were like, oh, shit, another unification. That's hype. And I, I'll tell you from personally, I would have been more hype if either the Usos or RK Bro were the unified uh, tag champions. Yeah. Uh, like but start- they're also not they're not brand. They're not merging the brands. So there's they they need to have some sort of champion on, on both uh, shows. I think that's the one thing that WWE can learn from AEW have raw be your main show have smackdown be two hours of just wrestling mm-hmm. like quit trying to make it like side a side b of your promotion you know it's like hey uh smackdown we'll just throw up some matches you know stuff that makes sense raw will be all the promos the you know story pushing forward i mean you can still do that on smackdown but i think that's what the show was originally right like before the whole uh, brand split it was like they put on the show and it was just more yeah because um, well it's because Heyman was, was in charge yeah yeah and smackdown was kind of more of a continuation of the stuff that happened on raw back then and then the brand split occurred and that's when they started doing the you know, the separate storylines and the separate titles mm-hmm. and all that but yeah. smackdown was kind of like a vehicle to continue raw storylines mm-hmm. and then they made it their own things but that just took away the time to push the storylines again. 
That just yeah. gave them that just had made them have to buy more writers. Yeah. I did not know Freddie Prince Jr. was a writer. Fred, yeah, he was a writer for a very yeah, long time. He, and actually. now he's like leaving to make his own promotion. Yep. Yeah. But uh shit's wild. Here it is a month ago. Uh if the undisputed WWE Universal Championship is the name of the unified titles, then the biggest title in wrestling is the Uwu Championship. I hate oh. that. <laughs> I remember seeing that on uh, I remember seeing uh, that on on Reddit and I was like, I hate that a lot. I hate. (laughs) Yes, I hate that so much. (laughs) But like, Um, let's look at uh, I was looking at like the backlash results and it was like 20 minutes for Cody and Seth, eight minutes for the singles match, you know, 15 minutes for the two next matches. Uh, Madcap Moss and Corbin was eight minutes and another 20 minutes for that tag match. We'll say that if if you're gonna space out like, because there's only six matches on the card, it's still a three-hour event. Um, so I think I actually think that's like as good as you're gonna get as far as like the spacing in your matches, because you have the one the one hype match of Cody Seth. They open so sure that kind of sucks, but whatever. Um, and then you have your cooldown match, and then you have another match that's like 15 minutes, another 15, and then you have another cooldown match, and then you have the main event. Yeah, and I'm looking I at. Think that's, uh, I think that's fine. I just think kind of the, some of the results were weird. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at the tournament match uh, for the Owen Hart Cup. You know, Bobby Fish, Jeff Hardy, ten minutes. Darby and Swerve, mm-hmm. ten minutes. Dax and Cash, fifteen minutes. But it was a pure masterclass of technical it wrestling. Was. Yeah. Uh, Tomohiro Ishii and uh, Adam Cole, eleven minutes. Jungle Boy and Kyle O'Reilly, thirteen minutes. I don't agree with jungle boy losing unless they want to really emphasize like hey you know he's a tag team wrestler rather than face kyle o'reilly oh yeah no that's that's yeah that's Um, a little awkward because you have you have like your your original you you, the only thing i would say as like a a valid criticism for the tournament is that there is a it's like darby allen and that's it for like the aew originals yeah well yeah so yeah i'm they're committing to pushing Darby, which I can appreciate. Him, Jungle Boy, Sammy Guevara, and MJF came in. And it's uh, like, honestly, you guys are the future of this company. Like it's going to take some time, like, but we're yeah. going to build you. And they've really committed to Darby. They've really committed to Jungle Boy. You know, MJF is owning the top heel slot in that entire company. Yep. But then you got Sammy, who I think they've smartly started making more of like the cocky heel. Rather than trying to play him off as like a baby face now, I think Sammy I read works a, best as a heel. So. I, I read a story where like Tony Khan was like, "Hey, I didn't, I didn't know they were gonna like act like that when when them two got together." Now we got a course correct. So yeah. I mean, props to him for doing that and not just shoving the product down he, you know people's he, throats. He listens. He, he notices the, the criticism, like he notices yeah. reactions. It's not like. Oh, they don't understand that Sammy's a good guy. It's like, oh, they hate him. Let's make them hate him. So make them hate him. He, he's adjusting, and then he Tony Khan's just good at adjusting to his crowd. That's what yeah. it is. Funniest thing about this tournament bracket, though, uh, Max Caster versus Samoa Joe. I believe that two minutes and forty three seconds was too good for Max. I believe he should have <laughs> entered the ring, got muscle bustered, and then pinned. So he get muscle bustered. It was, like, I, I absolutely. I feel murder. like it went a minute longer than it had to, especially yeah. with the monster that Joe is. So. I I, re- I I do like that 
time length in particular. Because if you're gonna give, if you're gonna make it like a, a full-on squash, you know, Max Caster still has to come in, wrap to the ring, and you know, talk shit about Smojo. I love, I love Max Caster. Like, I lo- he is, he's definitely going to be like the lower mid card guy, but he comes out and does his job effortlessly and makes whoever's going up against him look like a million bucks. I love the acclaimed. That's why like every time I see, every time I see Fuego del Sol, I'm like, <laughs> this man is going to lose. But I love this wrestler because he makes everybody look terrifying who beats him. Yeah. So, like even even the Miro. even the segment wow, even the segment they did with uh, the House of Black on last last in last I, I keep almost saying Impact last Dynamite. <laughs> um, that was even that where he's just like fucking down on the ground and then they just they just like toss him like a chump. Yeah. Um. So everybody is doing their jobs correctly in the best position and it's people that make sense being in those positions because you're gonna have max come out he's gonna insult the audience he's gonna insult the wrestler semi-competitive match but he's just gonna be laid out at the end of it all so um but what else is on this card uh, so tonight tonight's card uh also has i'm not i'm not talking about the the segments because whatever um cm punk versus john silver I think this is where we see CM Punk go full heel before his uh really? championship match. Think because so. it, it, it's because he's kind of been the babyface. He beat MJF. You know, he's kind of been like he's been a babyface for a lot of people, but now you're putting him against Hangman's friend before their title match. And I think I, just I to think kind of prove that I think just to kind of prove to Paige like how serious he is, he's going to go heel and just after winning, probably just beat the shit out of John Silver. I I don't know if I agree with that. Just from the last promo from last week, it sounded like Adam Page was like, you know, healing it up. Yeah, he was getting a little more aggressive last week, and I kind of noticed that too, which is why yeah. I like to see how that um hangman page. I like the aggressiveness we had coming out of him recently. He was a heel when when he was in Bullet Club in New Japan, right? Yeah, he yes. was. Okay, so yeah, I think we're probably if it's not CM Punk, it's definitely going to be. I think Hangman is going to start turning to you know that darker side again. Yeah, it's he just might, weird. It's like, who are the Dark uh, Order? Are they faces? It, are they heels? <laughs> they just, just exist. They just exist. Um, it would be interesting to see if like in this match because Hangman's not on this card at all. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see if during this CM Punk uh uh John Silver match that um Hangman comes in, buckshot CM Punk, gets gets the DQ, and John Silver's like, hey, what happened? I had this. And he just fucking beats the shit out of John Silver. Yeah. Yeah. That would be interesting. That'd be really interesting. Or it's like that happens and you know, we have stuff over the next two weeks, you know, mm-hmm. seeing it uh organically grow. But, but to your point, there's still plenty of time before the next pay-per-view. Yeah, because, I mean, this uh, is what, this is the 11th, uh, we have first two, two, yeah, there's still two, like two weeks. weeks. Two more two weeks. Two weeks and four days. Two uh, weeks, two weeks, crucially, four more episodes of television. Yeah. And then we have Forbidden Door right behind it on June 26th. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm almost curious. We are, how are they going to build that up as well? It's, Give me. The, it's the New Japan show, but we're getting that fucking banger match of uh, Tamahiro juice robinson moxley and osprey in a fatal four-way right hey did they actually announce matches yeah not for a hidden door oh. not for a forbidden door uh, i think it's a uh, new japan's like windy city something 
okay. It's their pay per view, but it's a fatal four way with Moxley, Osprey, Robinson, and uh, Tanahashi. That's the okay. God, I love Tanahashi so much. But it's for the title love... too, so it's like, oh shit. <laughs> I would love to see for Forbidden Door Okada versus Brian Danielson. I want to see. Yeah. I, you say that I want to see Okada versus Punk. That too. Uh, Kenta has been calling out CM Punk. GTS versus GTS. Yeah. Or D2S. Is like, that's D2S, like yeah. So I was like, I kind of want to see both of them just like have a whole segment of them just trying to Beat knee each other in each the other. face to <laughs> knock each other out. Right. Um, yeah, have they? They haven't announced anything. I don't think they have. I don't think they, they have, have yet. Cause cause they're, they're, doing, they're going... They're also going like one pay per view at a time. Yeah. So they're still they're letting like to your point they're letting stuff grow organically before they get to the next thing. If you announce something for Forbidden Door, the results of the pay per view can kind of be assumed. You know, it's yeah. like, hey, Forbidden Door champion Adam Page, you know, versus whoever. It's like, I guess that spoils the pay per view. Yep. So. Yeah, it's, it's, and that's kind of it too, right? They'll they'll it kind of putting the cart before the horse almost i do like but, uh, he is taking it like pay-per-view by pay-per-view yes um somebody though is doing a projection of like what they would like to see mm-hmm. and just the first match on this uh miro versus jeff cobb oh god i didn't even think about that when i they just start fucking murdering each other oh god that's... where where i know maro has been gone because he's filming a tv show that's why he's been gone mm-hmm. for so yeah. long I do want him back as TNT title, though. That's the best run I think Miro's had in his career as God's favorite champion. I'm, I'm going to put this out there once again, because Cena did it both times. Remember when he went over Cena? Yeah. Yep. Um, Remember when you drove a tank to the ring at WrestleMania, Miro? That was hype as fuck. That was, that was fucking dope. It really was. Um, but yeah, I, I do like Miro. I, I miss Miro. He was injured for the longest time, but he recovered. But now, he, now to your point, he's doing a TV show. So, what TV yeah, show is like, he doing? I know. I know he was filming like a pilot for something. Ah. Uh, the last promo we got from him is uh, how losing because of uh, whoever beat him, I kicked him in the balls. His promo was about how he hurt his Could balls his and his wife. Wi- he couldn't pleasure his hot wife. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I love Miro because he mixes like comedy. And seriousness so effortlessly. I I I loved that promo, and I was like, "Aw, I miss him." But uh, I, like, I got to go away for a while to pleasure my hot wife. Like, yeah. you go, man. I respect you. Your so wife is we... hot. Go do the thing. What else do we have on this card? So, uh, as we're so the main event on time here. The main the main event tonight is the FTW Championship match between Ricky Starks and Jungle Boy, which I didn't know that was going to happen. I thought that I, was. I didn't realize that was the main else. event. It's at least it's what it looks like here. It might that not means, be the main event, but it looks like I it is. feel like something's going to happen if that is the main event. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think Swerve and Keith Lee are done with Team Taz. No. Um, well, that's the thing. I I could have sworn it was like Swerve going against Ricky Starks for the belt, or did I miss no, that? He did that a few page? weeks ago. He did that a few weeks okay. ago. Okay. 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 Cool. I was like, I, did I miss that? I did. He, yeah, so I don't yep. think Swerve and Keith are done with Team Taz. But they're also building uh, okay. Team Taz 
to be like the next title contenders from what it looks like. Mm-hmm. So I think Ricky Starks beating Jungle Boy is kind of going to be that spark to be like, you know what? Let's contest for these titles. And then we're going to get, you know, Powerhouse Hobbs versus Luchasaurus, which I cannot wait to see. So, Oh yeah, that's big man match. That man should not be able to move like he does. Luchasaurus is absurd. <laughs> I remember watching him in Lucha Underground when he was some other name, and I was just mad impressed with how well he can move. Like, that mm. dude can do everything. Yeah. Okay, he can fly, he can do power moves, he can do all kinds of shit. He's, I love it. He's the equivalent of AEW. He's AEW's version of the Cesaro hot tag. Yep. Yeah. Every every time Cesaro is tagged in, the man would lay out everybody in the ring. He would just be like nonstop for about a minute just doing stuff. Luchasaurus is the same thing. Comes in, starts laying people out. It's usually the same moveset, but it pops the crowd. Yeah, that's so. the point of the hot tag. The Jurassic Express, I see why they kept the tag titles on for as long as they have right now, because they really do put on some fun matches. Like, yes. all their pay-per-view matches on AEW have just been fun to watch. I think they it just- was... I think it was smart for Young Bucks and Red Dragon to be in that triple threat for the titles because they are just really waiting for Kenny to come back to pull the trigger on that uh, undisputed elite versus the elite feud that's been going on or has been like slowly building. It's just uh, the longer it takes Kenny to come back, the more they kind of like put it in the background. But uh, but but also like by all means, Kenny, please take all the time you need, buddy. I was watching stuff from fucking earlier in the decade that he was doing. And I'm like, yeah, no shit. This man had to take some time off. This man yeah, got this falcon man arrowed. Like, this man got falcon some... arrowed onto the ground from the apron. He like... was taking some crazy bumps in New Japan. All right. Yeah, I mean, crazy. And he was working 45 minute matches like almost every time he was on, too. So, yeah, he yep. really needed some rest. What I think yeah. uh, if he doesn't come back at. um. Double or, double, or or double or nothing. I think Kenny might make his return at Forbidden Door, considering his histories with I'm both thinking. companies. Um, That's what I'm thinking, too. Because I think, they, I think the time frame that he's been out is the projected time frame that they were giving him for being out. So it would make sense. It's like this big New Japan, big AEW crossover. The one guy who was like the marquee name in both of them not being there. Even if he doesn't wrestle, yeah. I think he's coming back. So, I think right. he might appear. Uh, he might he appear. You know, maybe in a video segment or whatnot. So yeah. I, 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 don't know. I have, I have something for you, gentlemen. Sure. What's um, that? So 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 you know, um, in uh, so just picture that that they have like after after double or nothing, they have like a trios tournament, a very quick trios tournament that culminates at double at uh, Forbidden Door, and um, the finals <laughs> is. It's it's this some some weirdo maybe it's Jay White who's been like with the undis the definitely not undisputed era, uh or no the other one the elite, and just been hanging out with them and getting them up into the thing, and then we get to the finals where it's the elite and it's versus whoever else it might be, Jay White's coming out, lights go out on the ground and it's like fucking Akuma from Street Fighter Two, <laughs> Kenny Omega. I do want to see like. If we can get everybody from Bullet Club who's like hated each other just into a match together. Yes. But but I, I do like that that he just pops in with a Satsui no Haru and just like, <laughs> you know, Jay White hits the ground, 
There's this just it's just Kenny Omega like this behind with his back to everybody. With the red hair and everything. Yeah. Was it a casually yeah. Masetsu child? Yeah. <laughs> <Just> a... <laughs> casually Masetsu child. <laughs> but um, um I had one more I had one more thing I wanted to bring up before we sure. like actually wrapped. Uh so uh and I I don't want to necessarily end on Ricky Starks, but I wanna ask, how do y'all how do y'all feel about him like comparisons of him to the rock? Like a young rock. Not to not no relation to the NBC show. I can I can see it, but I think he does enough to I think because Rock didn't set that archetype. Um, I would say like a lot of the Rock's stuff would have come from you know eighties wrestlers or seventies wrestlers to a degree. Because I mean even Ric Flair got his stuff from uh, Gorgeous George, I think was the guy's name in like the sixties and seventies. Yeah. You know. I can see where he has the similar charisma to The Rock, you know, and he has a similar look. But I think Ricky Starks is kind of different in a way. Like, he projects a little bit more different than The Rock. He's not about heavy catchphrases. You know, he's just kind of more blunt and straight to the point yeah. with his charisma, with his um promos and charisma. And charisma. And I just think that's a little bit. I, I, I like that a lot, you know, from Ricky Starks. I think he could be a top talent, but, you know, he's got a little bit of ways to go. The yeah, thing yeah, is, for like, sure archetypes are always going to be there but yeah. like that, that's like reason. that's like saying you know does ricky stark compared to the rock is like saying you know did max caster steal john cena's original gimmick no yeah. they're just they're that's just who they are i mean nobody's like is house it's of black and death triangle you know is alex from you know death triangle copying the undertaker's gimmick being you know the shovel the hooded kind of thing it's like no it's, it's all these just different archetypes i mean there are some that just personify them better i mean lately uh, i've been seeing a lot of uh, comparisons between house of black and the judgment day and wwe but i just feel like although they're on similar lines they're just a bit different so yeah, yeah. I, I did like the i did like the ed, the edge promo where he's like oh only the undertaker could do purple lights like shut up that was yo, a I, great promo <laughs> Yo, that had kind of good giggle out of me because I was like, yeah. he spoke with that country accent. He said, if, "Oh, why are y'all called call that so shit out?" Blast for me. WWE is doing what I think they're doing with Edge. They're finally getting on a page to understand what they need to do. They're going to use Edge to put these younger wrestlers over. They're not yeah. going to feed them to Edge, you know, to ruin their you know status but just keep feeding these legends that keep coming back for no reason having edge in their corner and letting them wrestle is just going to amplify you know their standings and things mm -hmm. especially if the rumored fourth member is Ciampa, who comes in oh that'd be sick so that'd you got amazing. priest chomp uh Ciampa and uh Rhea ripley, Rhea ripley who Rhea i'm ripley waiting for who i'm waiting for them to take the second name from and just make her ripley because I know that's going to happen. <laughs> Eventually, yeah. yeah. They're going to take away yeah. Damien Priest's full name and make him just like Priest or something. Like <laughs> Priest, Ripley, Champa. But yeah. that's the thing. It's like, that's a weird creative decision because it makes them generic. Like, I feel like it just makes the wrestlers generic. That just give them a single name because you just don't want them to have two names because saying two names takes too long is the official no, reason. That. I think there's that, but there's also like a branding thing where it's much easier to brand Champa versus Tommaso Champa. That's that's a ring. <laughs> no, like... I I understand that. Like I 
the wrestling fan understand yeah. that. But speaking from like a marketing point of view where, you know, all the fucking suits are up there doing whatever they're doing and doing whatever market research they're doing. Like, I think that's, I think that's what it comes down to is like, how, how good of a brand can we get with Tommaso Ciampa or just Ciampa? Yeah. Thank God Johnny left. Yeah, Thank God Johnny left before they made his name Johnny. Or just, <laughs> just, Johnny. Yeah. just Johnny. Just Johnny. I'm waiting for Liv to just become Liv Morgan to just become Liv. It's like all this dumb shit. It's like it's just these weird creative decisions because they have, I feel like just Vincent's to... just losing his attention. And all the random, you know, heel turn, uh, heel turn, face turn, character changes also. I, um, I'm still trying to figure all that out because everybody yeah. was miscast or something. You said that, but we still don't know what the alignment of the Dark Order is. Uh, yeah, and uh, so I think they're also doing it, that. It with, happens in both promotions. Uh, just yeah. a final statement for that. Uh, I think they're also doing that with Lacey Evans. I think they intended for her to come back as a babyface, you know, really building on her like Marine background and all that, but. Corey Graves on commentary was like putting her over like you have to respect her and like making it sound like a very heel kind of like persona. So it's just like, are we supposed to be cheering or hating? You know, like, yeah, it's there's like this weird disconnect between, I guess, what the writers want to put over and what the announcers are told to say. It's yeah. but, it's because someone it's because some corporate exec was like, if you tell them, they're just going to do it because they're fucking lap dogs. And they have wrestling fans going to be, you know what? No, we're actually still counterculture after like 40 years. Fuck you. We're going to boo them now. And it's also like NXT people. It's like Dexter Loomis and Paris Peralti, I think is her name. They were like in the they were in the middle of a storyline mm-hmm. when they got released. Yeah. But the two people that they were teaming with in storyline are still in the company. What does NXT become? I'm still trying to figure out exactly what they are doing with so, NXT and what direction they're trying to go with it. Because I don't get it. Here's the thing about NXT. Uh, when NXT was the the original product that Triple H had, um, they had a bunch of indie talent they could they could pull from. AEW wasn't a thing yet. They could just pull yeah. Samoa Joe, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, you know, whoever they wanted. But now that AEW is a thing and they're taking all the indie talent. Because nobody wants to work for WWE. It's fucking grueling. But it was the only show in town. Yeah, um, I, but now, now that now that and now that uh, Triple H is out of the picture, all these guys gotten released. All these guys have like requested their release, however it may go. Um, now that all of that has happened and AEW now exists, uh, now that there's another game in town, they they can go there instead of yeah. just like uh, being in WWE. Because if you notice. Very few of them actually went up past NXT. That's yeah. that wasn't. I feel like that was intentional on their part because they're like, no, 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 we want to stay here. We want to make this as good as we can get it. Well, a lot of the guys they had in NXT, you know, when once they made the main roster, they started to change them subtly. Okay, like Karrion and Cross and Keith Lee were the two biggest ones. Like they, they just started Cross, to change the Mad Max villain. Like, they, <laughs> they, made, they made him Lord Humongous for whatever reason. I have no <laughs> idea why. The mask and everything. Marketing, yeah, marketing. <laughs> let's make it. Let's make a dude who had an interesting let's sell gimmick, some masks, a good presentation. Let's make him Lord Humongous. You know, plus he never his his, his wife never showed up make. either, and that was kind of fucked up. Yeah, yeah, it really was. Um, 
the two things that I always hear from people who talk about wrestling, wrestling is at its best when the industry is healthy, when there's yes. a lot of places to go to. And there's those promotions are the best when a lot of the time when their mid card outclass their top card. And if you look at the mid cards of quality, if you look at all the promotions right now in the US, at least the three big ones impact AEW, WWE, the mm-hmm. mid card in AEW is stacked. It's like, solid. And I mean, these are guys that can eventually get their title shots, but as long as they're on the mid card together, they're going to put together banger matches. And you think of the mid card of WWE, you know, you got the Miz, you got Shinsuke, uh, Corbin uh ali i mean they're probably like lower towards the mid card but like their mid card can be good they just keep putting them in these dumb feuds with each other i like ali and the miz right now ali and the miz has the potential to be a great feud because they're really building on it's like hey you wanted to leave and all this other stuff so it's like they have grounded they have a grounded thing to work on but aside from that it's like aside from ali and miz and Moss and Corbin, I can't think of any other mid card feuds in WWE right now, like right off the top Is of they, my head. But, I mean, if you talk about the, all the stuff with RK Bro, but you know they're like they have the tag titles and but they're in the they're like, in like oh, the top man. of the card. Yeah, they're like up in like, the top of the card, top of the card. But like I can't really think of anything because they don't really put much effort into their mid card like they used. But to. then we go to AEW and it's like Triangle House of Black, um, Dax Har- Dax Harwood. Uh, any of the tag teams, anything that Adam Cole is involved in, you have uh, Dar- like the yeah, feud Punk. with uh, Hardy, the Hardys and Andrade being like one of the marquee like mid card feuds. Yeah, and it's just like you have all these groups. Yeah, people are getting tired of like the groups, but that's how you get a lot of your people on TV to be recognized. That's it how you keep sense your product, to, It makes sense too. to put them in alliances that make sense. And it keeps AEW um, Dynamite fresh because you can rotate these things out every single week and it doesn't feel yeah. like the same episode, you know? You can say best friends burst, uh best friends versus uh AFO. And it could be like 16 different match combinations <laughs> because yeah, there's yeah. so many people between each groups. It, just so have it does keep the feuds fresh. Um yeah. that's what I'll have to say. I think uh, a lot of companies need to kind of reassess what their mid card is. They need to reassess the talent that they have and be like, all right, what are strengths? What are weaknesses? You know, what can we do to capitalize on the people that we have in a way that, you know, respects them? Mm-hmm. So all right now, the, the right now, though, the industry is great. The industry is healthy. It's actually probably the most healthy it's been since 2000. I think my favorite thing about the current industry is something that AEW is doing is whenever somebody is a champion from another promotion or from crucially from ROH, all the ROH champions are in AEW at one point or another. Uh, my favorite thing is that they, they say, oh yeah, this is the champion from this promotion or the champion from this promotion and so and so. Like uh, FTR is, uh, the as far as I know, still the AAA tag team champions. They are still AAA and I think they are still Ring of Honor, right? Or did they lose that to Young Bucks? I can't remember. I do What's not that? know. Are, the, are uh, FTR? FTR still Ring of Honor tag champions? Yeah, this is the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions. Yeah, so yeah, they, I come, mean, they come week, out with they the, belts. the belts. They advertise like, them. Yeah, it's Tony Khan saying other companies exist. 
Yes. And we are going to respect those companies. It's not just respecting the wrestlers. It's extending a hand to another company saying, we see you as competition, but we would also like to work with you. We feel like this could be a mutually beneficial relationship, unless you're Impact, and then Big Cass shows up and gets destroyed by a single powerbomb from Wardlow. What? But Wardlow's well, so, over. So. I was going to say, there's a difference between it, because I think it would have been even more damning if Morrissey got hit with like the actual full-on symphony that was the versus uh, just the one that was a report that came out too i think it was uh saying like hey it was a political you, move you can you can beat him just don't bury him yeah so it's like no don't you know we don't want him to we don't want you to hit the finisher and you know all that and have it like that but i also feel like the one power bomb is probably a little disrespectful also i feel like it sells it, it was very loose it was very lose lose given you know the you situation ha- that they you're had to put Wardlow. They had to put Wardlow over. Yes. I just feel like maybe Morrissey could have been the first one to kick out of a symphony, and maybe one yeah. extra power bomb was needed to put him away. Would have been the better choice. But then it's yeah, also like oh, like- also like okay, so against certain people, this isn't a, a guaranteed win from the power bomb symphony. Like it damages Wardlow a little bit in that aspect too. Especially with an MJF match potentially on the horizon. Yeah. I do yeah. like how Warlow's matches have been a uh, big meaty men slapping big meaty men. <laughs> him and Lance Archer, him and uh Big Cass. But you know, yeah. other than other than the big cast match though, ultimately I feel like they've done a tremendous job building Warlow as a top ten. Warlow is the most okay. organically like grown, homegrown wrestler I think I've seen. Like in, like the like, way they built years. him up. Like the way they built him up is how you properly build a top face in a wrestling company, which is what WWE used to do a long time ago. And I wish they would kind of go back to doing something like that, you know, just building a top top. Like I wish they would do that with like Lashley, you know. But well, I mean, well, they, they, even though they're kind of doing it with Omos, but it's not. It, it's it, it's a little convoluted. Ha- a problem they're having is that they want it's the it's the same problem that is in like the movie industry, right? They don't want to take a risk on something new. They wanna, they wanna use what they have and keep building that up. And they, and it shoots them in the foot when something like happens, like John Cena goes into movies now, yeah. or you know, The Rock well, leaves, Stone Cold leaves, and then well, they're me, stuck for ten years. Well, let me pose this question then, okay? Yeah. Because I read a report somewhere that uh, Roman Reigns is about to take the summer off. Yeah. Okay. I, I for about ten too. weeks. What does WWE look like in its current state without Roman Reigns as their top guy? There's no other top babyface because the only person who could have been a top babyface lost clean at Backlash. Yeah. So to Roman Reigns. So you imagine this Reigns being off television for 10 weeks. Okay. What does that do for WWE I, in the long term? From what I understand, the report was actually like he's taking off house shows, he's not taking off the television. Or, okay. the, or the premium live events, uh, he's taking off uh, house shows, um, so he's not he's not doing those anymore. So he's just going to do not, the TV. Yeah, he's just going to do TV. But then, well, what does that do? Because... Your, what does that do to your house show attendance? At that yeah. point, if people know it's like we're not going to, if Reigns is like this popular figure to everybody, and he's just not going to be there. That's like, true. Uh, so I don't know how you come to grips with that, but I mean that's the contract he signed. So like, I mean, yeah. what are you going to do? Maybe call John Cena. I don't know. Maybe have another summer of Cena going. They'll, so I think what they'll do is actually what I think they'll actually do is slowly but surely build up the next babyface in the house shows and be like, oh, this guy gets gets a reaction. 
and just like see if it happens consistently. Yeah. And then they test it on Raw, and then they test it on a on a premium live event, and then they'll go from there. I just can't wait to see Cody Rhodes be the one to take the belt off Reigns because I know that that's, that's probably the contract it's, it's that he happen. signed. Like, yeah, that was my next. That was my next point because one of the uh, like on the on the at least on the Raw side, either Cody or Roman. I mean, Cody or um, Bobby Lashley have to beat Roman. Okay, Cody beating Roman establishes him as the top face in the company, and I, sure. and already it feels like Cody Rhodes is bigger is the biggest thing on Raw as it is. He's the biggest so, wrestler they have right now. Yeah, so why not? Like seriously, former, AE, former AEW executive. Of course, he's the highest. He's the biggest wrestler they have right now, but, uh, because he feels fresh and exciting. So why not put the belt on Cody? Yeah, it's just. I like, thought it was kind of shitty that he went after the U.S. title. They're putting him in the U.S. title. He's probably getting Seth Rollins or Rollins Rhodes three at Hell in a Cell. So yeah. yes, it's Heckin it's definitely going to be a long run to get him to the world title, but like. If I was a betting man, I'd put money that that was in the contract. It's like you will let me dethrone Reigns. So by the end of the, I I, I will even say by the end of by the, the end year. of the year, you're not going to wait two For years sure. to put the belt on Rhodes. You're going to put it on him in a way that makes sense where he's still red hot. Like I think once he then beats I, Rollins, they're going to use Rollins and Reigns history to get Cody against Reigns. And that's the thing; they have to do it while it's hot because eventually. You know, if they keep booking, I mean, you know, if they just kind of keep, you know, dragging out the booking with Cody, it's going to cool off and yeah. people are going to stop caring. So they got to do this like within the next I'm, couple of months. I'm predicting by SummerSlam. By it SummerSlam, they'll at, least plant, they'll, they'll at least plant the seeds, if not do it right then and there. I think Cody would want to take it off of him, though, as a WrestleMania moment. So I think if we oh, get a sure. feud, it's going to be at least like a six month feud between them. Until the next uh, WrestleMania comes around, yeah. But uh, I guess that's uh, I guess that's good enough for today, guys. Unless yeah, we have that's, that's a else. healthy discussion. It's no, um, it's mostly AEW talk, but it's like there's just not a lot to talk about WWE right now. It's kind of in a weird like limbo state of excitement. Because because the last time we talked about it, it was like shortly after WrestleMania. We could talk about WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, but WWE does the thing where like. Much like we were describing with AEW, they have their big reset, but they only have one reset, and it's after WrestleMania. Yeah, and their big it's, it's their big reset mm-hmm. button is after the biggest event when AEW is like three months. Every like three, three months. months, yeah, three months. Yeah, it's it's if you keep your computer on for too long, the RAM all gets eaten up. Yeah. When it's all eaten up, your computer sucks. So you got to restart your computer occasionally. So that it can it can refresh itself and process at optimum speeds. It's also uh, that the feuds are short enough to not get to you. If feuds yeah. will go for three months, pay off at the big event, and then a new feud will start. You'll never get tired of it. You'll never get to the point it's like, oh god, another one. Yeah, so, you're doing this match for the fiftieth time on Raw this week. You yeah. know, it's like, yeah. What I love about so, AEW. So it's definitely fun. I'm going to. I mean, I'm going. I'm not against WWE. I'm going to Raw on Monday with a friend. Yeah, of mine. so am I. So, I mean, we'll be. Oh. Going to house shows. I'm waiting for AEW to come back to Norfolk. I missed the last time they were here. So. Oh, it was so fun. I got a picture I with have, Cassidy. It was amazing. I have I have big city privilege where both promotions come to my town frequently. <laughs> I live in San Antonio, <laughs> so they're always here. They're just like 
I think WWE shows up at least three times a year. AEW is going to show up yet again in July, I, mean, I think. I mean, Thunder Rosa won the belt in San Antonio, her hometown. Yes, so. hometown. That's another I thing. I didn't get to go. I'm so Respect sad. your wrestlers. They're hyped when it's their hometown show. Don't have them lose. <laughs> like, they perform a lot better. Yeah. It's wild how it's, that works. It's amazing how like listening to fans leads to a better perspective from fans. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so I guess that will conclude uh, this conversation. Um, yeah. X, I'd love to get you back for more wrestling episodes, maybe even like a side series each week. Talking sure, about, uh, I'll be down for it. Talking about the industry on a weekly basis. There's yeah, a lot of content. Cool. So yeah, there is. There's, There's a lot. But, uh, years upon years of wrestling to look at. I definitely. It's like I definitely want to. Might dive into control your narrative it, so. at some point. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I am not. I'll be out of that episode. You guys can do that on your own. <laughs> but, Fuck those guys. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, you so. can you can say I said that, Adam. Sure. Fuck you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was a uh, great having you, X. And yeah, hope no everybody, uh, hope everybody enjoyed this episode. You, man. I mean, yeah. If you guys, you know, have any thoughts about wrestling, any of the people that we talked about, any of the shows we talked about, if you want to say, you know, fuck you, AW sucks, and I'm a WWE fanboy, Fair or enough. vice versa, please let us Fair know enough. in the comments <laughs> so I can, I can mock you. <laughs> but, I will, I will, I will mock you regardless of what promotion you say is the better promotion. The biggest swerve is waiting for it's like both those companies suck. I'm an Impact fanboy. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll be like, you love, I still enough. love both. Don't get me wrong. I still love WWE. I love AEW. I, I find just love more wrestling in general. I just think I find more enjoyment. I find yeah. more enjoyment watching AEW. I don't feel bored points watching AEW wrestling. Like I understand the, the w- that they're different, but WWE just has these segments where I'm like, let me just get back to get the over with wrestling. Like, mm-hmm. um. The WWE is like that one real cool uncle you had when you were growing up. Always and gave now, you like a quarter or allowance. And now it's just and a drunken mess. God, it became an, al- <laughs> became an alcoholic. You took the words right out of my mouth. Just turned to alcoholism out of nowhere. You stopped seeing them for like a few years. And, and then they turned to alcoholism and you're coming back like, hey, man, what happened? Oh, I don't know. I just. Yeah. Talk with Jim Beam again, Ninja. The yeah. fact that what gets me is the fact that, AD, that Impact has survived as long as it has. Like just being like. The despite weird, itself, like, really. twenty years, twenty years, it's and it's like despite itself, year. despite all the Dixie Carter era stuff, despite like losing a bunch despite of talent, it's just like Hogan and Bischoff. Like, it's just a yeah. sign. It's like you guys are still here. Like despite Vince Russo, it's lasted longer God. than WCW. Yeah, it you has. think about that. Yeah, so uh, what a wonderful industry. But uh, geez, we're going to finish up. Uh, Decca has stuff to do uh, after this, so yeah. we're going to be finishing up here. Uh, as always, you know, guys, share it, comment it, like it, whatever. We love seeing you guys in the comments down uh, below the video. Hell yeah. X, it was great having you here. I'll definitely love to have you back. Yeah. Nice. It, was great. it was great being here, man. And uh, hopefully, you know, get some new shows here on the channel, maybe a wrestling show. But we'll see. We'll maybe. see what happens uh, over the next uh, few months. But as always, I'm Sharky Hat, joined by Decavolti and Xavier. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.